0: Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage Podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy. Today's guest is Svetlana. Svetlana is CEO of Kids Look, Listen, Create. Each Kids Look, Listen, Create program is a multi-sensory experience that exposes young children to classical music and fine art through active engagement. It stimulates imagination and encourages unlimited interpretations of works of art and classical music. It celebrates childhood creativity and play by offering creative movement and open-ended crafts along with drawings in this episode we talk about how parents can take advantage of the flexibility that homeschooling offers combine different subjects with classical music and fine art and make learning fun and immersive how we can weave classical music and fine art into mad social studies and science, and take learning to another level. Lastly, watch how your child expresses their ideas and enjoy it. So go grab your coffee, go grab your tea, and a pen and paper, because you're not going to want to miss what Svetlana has to say. Let's get into the podcast. Say hello to our guests and tell us, what is a fun fact about your industry that will really surprise our listeners?
1: Hello, Beth. Thank you for having me today. I guess what might be interesting to our listeners is that we can add classical music and fine art to many different subjects. Homeschoolers are actually very lucky this way because they can teach different subjects in many different ways. They have all this flexibility. And very often we see Music and art is something as a separate subject. So my kid can take half an hour of piano lesson a few times a week, but there is nothing wrong with bringing it into daily life. In fact, I think classical music and art could be embedded into regular subjects like math, like English, science, social studies, and so forth. And I think it's especially true when it comes to young kids, because they're learning through their experiences, and what is the best way to experience the world than through classical music and fine art.
0: I agree. You know, my mom used to do that when I was younger. She would buy classical music, and while I was studying, she'd play it in the background, and I would I learned about Mozart and beethoven and tchaikovsky like i i was one of those teenagers who had my little red sports car and then you'd open the door and then you'd hear you know to hear all the classical music because Mm -hmm. i just i loved it i absolutely loved classical music it just really was, was it's awesome it just it just brings you in a different headspace and You're able Mm -hmm. to really just, for me, it helped me learn better too. Like it opened up different areas in my mind. I thought it's really cool. So let's talk about the
1: focus of your work. What is the focus of your work? I call my classes, creativity classes, inspired by classical music and fine art. And although, just like you said, we know that, for example, classical music helps with this learning it has so many benefits for development of the brain and so forth and we can say probably similar things for fine art i think the best that they can offer is actually in inspiring kids to be creative because if you think about it classical music and fine art they are so open-ended they're so good for imagining things. So that was, I think, my best focus. I want kids to be creative. And you know what? Uh, we know for a fact that kids are the most creative humans in, on the planet. And in fact, there is a scientific research that shows that human creativity actually subsides after some time after elementary school. Oh, and, no. of course, we can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, we can debate why it happens in this age. But the truth is that we have those little individuals. We have just a bundle of creativity and how we can preserve it. How can we inspire it to continue growing? And this was, most, was my big focus. I don't want kids just to know facts or techniques when it comes to art or facts about artists or facts about composers. I don't want it to be just dry. I want it to be like a springboard. I want them mm-hmm. to experience and imagine and to let the art and the music take them wherever it takes them. Mm-hmm. And that's why like part of my program is not just listening not just looking, but also creating. But yeah. because I want it all to be immersive experience in I want their imagination to work.
0: Yeah, so talk to us about, about your program.
1: So my programs are they they basically consist of two parts. One part is when I present children, this either pieces of art or classical music and I do it through stories I involve games and if it's musical pieces I also like to play pretend and move with music hmm. and the second part is where I invite children to create things I have classes where they're drawing with music and I always tell them you don't have to draw what we talked about draw whatever comes to your mind when you're listening to the music. Mm. Or I tell them, create, like, I can throw a few ideas, but you totally don't have to follow them. I want you to come up with your own ideas. I want you, whatever you remember, whatever you feel like making with those materials that I provide, or I provide a list of materials, that's what you can make. And I think one more thing I want to tell about my classes is that uh, there are ages four through seven. This is the age that I'm working with. This is the age where I started those programs and I saw that they work really well. So this is what I continue doing.
0: I love it. Yeah. Those ages are really integral for like really developing, you know, curiosity and creativity and, you know, I remember I literally can still remember being those ages and, you know, being extremely curious. Everything is brand new for me. Everything was exciting. Like everything was exciting. Like everything I learned was amazing, you know, and life was just so full of just adventure and how awesome to be able to navigate those things with them and teach them different ways of seeing things. and. That's what music does. Like I love my mom when I was younger. She used to like have me singing and dancing. So music was a big part of my life, and mm-hmm. the arts and drawing and painting. it was just all of that, like dance, like all of it. I was completely just surrounded by the arts. and I oh, I'm so thankful for it. And I'll be honest, mm-hmm. that's how I understood a lot of different subjects, like, I didn't really learn the subjects, just like you said, kind of like rote memorization. I really had to learn them through another subject. Like I had to do, so like for me to learn history, I had to learn it through art history for me to learn fractions and decimals and conversions. I learned it through music theory. That's how I learned Mm -hmm. those things. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like I learned it through the traditional way. I was taught the traditional way, but I didn't get it. It didn't, it didn't right. sink in my mind until I learned it again through like intercurricular inter, those cross subject uh, ways, mm-hmm. which and I don't think it's wrong. I, I, in my mind, I'm thinking, man, how much further ahead would I have been? Had I learned it like that the first time, you know, like I wouldn't have had to struggle or think that I didn't understand. I did understand. I just understood it differently. It, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm
1: yeah yeah and if you think about it like with young kids there are so many things that could be brought in for example we can talk about seasons we can talk about and many homeschooling parents are doing it they take them outside and lots of science has to do with outside but then we can come home and we can put on Vivaldi's uh, music we can yeah. put four seasons, and I don't know how many parents know that, but there are sonnets that accompany each of concerti, uh, each one of those four seasons, and those sonnets can give ideas, and parents can listen and hear, oh, here I hear the bird that Vivaldi was talking about in his sonnet. Here I hear the wind blowing or shivering when we are talking about winter. And so you can take child outside. You can observe the changes that happen in nature. Then you can come home and you can listen to the music and you can notice those things in music. And then you can add to it another layer. You can tell child, let's act out. Let's pretend being a bird. Let's move like a bird. Let's pretend that you're a wind. How would you blow? Are you gonna be strong wind or are you gonna be a very tiny wind? Now, let's <laughs> listen what it sounds like in music. Do you think it's a very strong wind? And you can do it with your child. So this way, we kind of covered the season in all its aspects. We absorbed it outside. We feel, felt it with our bodies. We heard it in the music. We thought about it. We imagined we've done the whole immersive experience. I love that.
0: That is amazing.
1: You know, people, I, I love when people
0: like you become are so creative and you give that to, you know, the, to, to all of us, like to help us think outside the box. I think sometimes people just get so, I don't know, caught up in just how we do things you know, normally, but then there's someone Mm -hmm. like you who is very creative and, you know, is able to see, see it differently. And that's fantastic. So what inspired you to create this content?
1: Well, many different things, but I think I would like to uh, talk about two of them. One of them is I was a homeschooling mom myself. I homeschooled my child for seven years. And when I took him out of school, he was In fourth grade, and there were really big problems with reading comprehension. So Mm -hmm. fourth grade, it's already not such a young child. So the studies are getting complicated, and my kid has severe comprehension reading comprehension problems. So I had to come up with ideas how to make different subjects to come alive for him. So I had to use lots of dramatization. I had to use music, I had to use art, I had to use videos and movies, and I also had an opportunity to spend lots of time in libraries. There was not that much stuff available at that days online, but I discovered some amazing resources in libraries, the books, the CDs, videos, and I modified them to make studying come alive for my own child. So I had this experience. And then later, I was working in after-school program where I had children of different ages, starting from pre-K to probably second grade. And I would start. I started bringing them the same kind of books that I used in homeschooling art books, not even necessarily for kids, grown-up art books. And they were very interested. There were huge books like that they usually don't see or don't get to touch and uh, we would look together at art we would listen to cds with classical music we would move we would discuss things i brought them stories about art and music and i would always finish it with crafts just because i like crafts and i like tinkering with things so i would bring natural stuff and i would bring recycling things and clay and play-doh and we would come up with different things that we would make inspired by what we saw and what we heard
0: that so is, is so cool man that is so awesome oh wow and how old is your son now
1: he's going to be 25 in a few years oh. <laughs> in a few months i'm sorry yeah so he's been all bad. done <laughs> he is he's all done with this stuff but you know what he still remembers those things with fondness he really loves when he comes home and he can hear me having my classes because i teach online as well as live classes so when he hears the music he remembers times when we were doing it at home and he still has fun with it yeah
0: that's beautiful and you know the the beautiful part also is you probably built so many strong memories with him you you know when When the school system said that, you know, he's so far behind, whatever you went in there and you took over, you, you became the authority in his life and started teaching him. And now, you know, those years, it's almost kind of like a gift in a way, if you really think about it, because you would never have had those years with him, had everything went well. And now you have all this memory. You have a bond with him that probably you not would have had, had it been gone for eight hours a day five days a week, and if not more, you know, and just that nostalgia of him coming home and hearing you do the same thing for others. It's he's still learning through that, like, like legitimately, like as he watches you continue to give, he's still growing and learning and probably thinking, you know, one day when I have something to offer, I want to give it back to like my mom, you probably without without him telling you, you probably became a very big hero in his life you know what I mean like just to to <laughs> be that person yeah no it, it, it's true you know a lot I, I know as a teenager um, and as a young adult I give my mom a hard time give her a really really hard time and I wasn't probably the the easiest kid for her to take care of but I can tell you now when I got older like when I was in my 20s that I, I made that phone call and I said mom I'm really sorry Sorry mm-hmm. for all the things that I put you through. I'm sorry, you know, and I realized in my, in my mid to late twenties, what my mom actually did for me because I was no longer living at home. I'm on my own and you, you see it. You're like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh, well, you're like, I got to pay this. I got to pay that. I got to do this. I got, I got to, you start realizing like, Oh, my parents do this for me. Holy nice. cow this is stressful. And I don't even have a kid. You know what I mean? Like, right. You become really appreciative. So, you know, kudos on you for, you know, taking that on and not, you know, not saying, well, you know, you're just going to have to deal with it in school. You're like, no, this is, I'm going to take this. I'm going to do it. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm going to do it and look at what it turns out to now you're able to make a business of it. You're able to help other moms and dads and, you know, you've become a solution. It's amazing. Like, now you're a solution for other people. That's, I mean, wow, you know, wow, how amazing. Who would have thought, right, the day when you take him out of school You would become, all of this would become a solution for so many hundreds of other people that they don't have to deal with what you went through and you're able to now give back out of your overflow. It is awesome. It's awesome when you think about it. It's fantastic. So where can people connect with you and take your classes and register for your courses?
1: Mm -hmm. So I teach through libraries currently and also throughout school. Nice. I am located in Philadelphia area. So I work with multiple libraries in Philadelphia area, and through them, I teach live classes. I teach classes online on out school. I actually started teaching my programs when the COVID hit. So it coincided even through libraries I was teaching on Zoom because they were not allowed to have kids. So I'm very happy with both of those settings because I kind of get, I think, the best of both worlds because I don't know how many people who do not take out school realize it, but you develop a very deep and strong connection with those kids whom you see all the time yeah. uh, on, uh, on Zoom. And here I have kids whom I see live and I learn a lot from different type of classes. I have a website that I call kids, look, listen, create. Mm -hmm. And uh, I chosen this name because that's what we are doing in my programs. We look at paintings, we listen to classical music, we get inspired, we create. So again, my website is Mm kidslooklistencreate.com. And on this website, I have links to my outschool profile. With all my classes, I I list all my classes on my website as well as I have them all on our school profile. I recently started adding just activities that I offer parents to look through and they can find fine art and classical music activities and how they can incorporate them into different subjects. I post them every week uh, on my website as well as as on my Facebook page. So there is a link to my Facebook and Instagram also there, and there are some resources there as well. I have my old blogs, I don't blog that much anymore. Instead, I'm kind of focused on putting out those activities that parrots can get on my website.
0: That's awesome. I love it. Fantastic. You're doing such a great job, Svetlana. Good for you. So as we're wrapping up and and I will put all of your websites and your links in your show notes so people can just click and go. So as we're wrapping up, oh, and you you also offer coupons for your out school students? Yes, I
1: do. Yes, I do. I always have coupons for out school students. So if parents Want to have an outschool class? they always can contact me either through my website or if they're already on outschool or through Facebook, they can DM me in any way and I can always send those coupons. Absolutely
0: awesome. Okay, cool. I'm glad I didn't, I didn't pass that up. <laughs> sure. Also, so what is one big takeaway you want our listeners to get from our conversation?
1: Well, I, I'll make it one, but out of two parts, if you don't mind. Absolutely. <laughs> so one part, I do want parents to think, like you said, out of the box, how I can bring art and music into other subjects. And another, I really want them to cherish and inspire creativity in kids. I want them to understand that not everything that comes out of their, from their kids' hands is creative. Mm -hmm. Very often, it's just copying or reproducing. So if a child is drawing a night, it's beautiful, but it's probably reproduction. It's probably copying. There is no much creativity going on there. And with that said, there is nothing wrong with copying or reproducing because that's how kids learn. They learn techniques. But parents need to have a clear picture, what is creative and what is not creative. And when a child is making something, there is absolutely nothing new. If 25 kids in a class make something that looks exactly the same, that's not creativity. So again, everything is allowed to happen, but I want parents to keep in mind that they have the best time to allow their kids to continue being creative individuals and to understand what creativity is. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much, Svetlana. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your your backstory, where you started, why you started, and what you do today. Thank you so much.
1: Bexis. thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And it was my pleasure talking to you.
0: Awesome. If you love the conversations we're having here on the Homeschool Advantage podcast,